Always good to have him. I spoke to him in a while. A little catch-up involved here, ladies and gentlemen. This is Peter Van Skoyak. Uh, does a nice job as far as running the show in East Hampton, the town supervisor. We say welcome, sir. How you been? Everything okay? I've been well. Thanks, Jay. It's, it's good to be on the show again. I think the last time I was on the show was hashtag all COVID all the time. I tell you, it was a long time ago. But it's good to have you. And I'll tell you, uh, I think maybe you shocked a few people with an announcement, right? No uh, seeking another term, sir? Well, um, I'm, I'm finishing up my third term as supervisor. I've been on the town board for 12 years as councilman and, you know, planning board, zoning board. Before that, I have almost 24 years now in service to the town. And uh, it's time to uh, look to do something else, recreate myself, spend a little more time with family. Listen, you're entitled to it. You've been there. And listen, I remember you as a town board member. My goodness, Pete. Uh, you go back a long way with the town. Um, give me an idea as far as uh, East Hampton is concerned. I know you've you've gone through a lot of change and everything else uh, from an economic standpoint and whatnot there. But give us kind of the latest as far as East Hampton, how it's conducting its business. So, you know, we have a number of priorities, and they range from, you know, housing, dealing with the housing crisis we have here, uh, continuing our efforts for water quality improvement. Uh, we have probably one of the most innovative septic programs on Long Island. We've kind of led the charge on that. Uh, we're working with the Army Corps of Engineers on a couple of projects here. One is uh, Sandoli Beach Replenishment at, at downtown Montauk, and uh, deepening the navigational channel into Montauk Harbor, which is New York's largest fishing port. Uh, both those projects are on track and moving forward. We're hoping to see some uh, work begin possibly as early as this fall. Uh, we're also preparing for our 375th anniversary. The uh, town was uh, settled in 1648, and uh, so we're, we're getting ready to celebrate that. Indeed, and well, you should. And of course, you know, there's been a lot of challenges. Most notably, uh, Pete is, you know, this East Hampton Town Airport. My goodness, uh, it seems to be just an ongoing saga uh, involving noise complaints related to the airport. Um, you know, we'll get into the whole wastewater and wind farm stuff, but really, that, that town airport has gone through a lot uh, left and right, and you're right in the middle of it. So I mean it's a long it's a long lived issue obviously um but you know right now things are somewhat in a holding pattern we're preparing a state environmental quality review uh in in uh, advance of uh implementation of uh, restrictions the, the airport is owned by the town and it's been uh, a long battle to try and gain control uh, operational control over the airport we want to be able to operate the hours um, we want to be able to control, you know, the number of flights in and out, um, you know, to protect the residents' quality of life and make the airport uh, more consistent with the community standards and what our community would like uh, while trying to keep it open. Um, you know, there have been um, <clears throat> aviation uh, interests that have wanted to prevent any restriction of the airport or hours of operation and you know, so far they've been somewhat successful in the courts in delaying us from actually implementing uh, some reasonable restrictions. But, um, you know, ultimately, you know, we'll land that plane right now or in a holding pattern. It still comes down to the FAA. They do as they wish. 
You know, I don't care if it's a Donald Trump, a Lee Zelda, or anybody. They're going to go about their business as they want. That's the thing you could take out of all this, no? Yeah, well, well, the FAA has actually, um, you know, given us a letter basically outlining what our options were with the airport, and we've been following those options. So at this point, I don't think we're in disagreement with the FAA. Uh, we've had good conversations with them. Um, it's just a matter of winding our way through the, the legal system, uh, the courts, uh, in order to get to the point where we can actually implement those reasonable restrictions for the community. You know, one of the other big issues that we're facing really is housing here. Um, you may have seen the reporting in the New York Post recently. Uh, a trailer in Montauk sold for $3.75 million, uh, albeit an oceanfront trailer. But, um, you know, we, we struggle with uh, being able to fill positions uh, in various, you know, businesses, the hospital here, the municipal government, uh, due to the cost of housing. Uh, the commute times are very long, and I was interested in listening to uh, John Oliver earlier from MTA uh, talking about capital improvements. We would, you know, have been lobbying for some time and hope to see additional service out here to Montauk. Um, that would go a long way towards alleviating the commute times and uh, make it possible for businesses to operate, hire and retain staff from uh, more uh, affordable locations, you know, west of here. We're we're on a dead end road basically, so we we uh, don't have a lot of options, and uh, it's starting to impact our our community. And Skoyak, with us a couple of minutes, town supervisor, East Hampton. Uh, I know that there has been somewhat of a controversial uh, water plant and everything else. Uh, we're talking, uh, you know, about Montauk and, you know, sewage discharge. It's an escalating problem uh, for many an area, and it certainly threatens some of the local water quality public health uh, as well. What can you tell us, uh, Peter, as far as what's happening in that regard? So uh, much of Montauk is already, you know, Developed. Uh, we have a downtown area that's very densely developed. We have some residential areas densely developed in low-lying areas. We've, uh, you know, kind of led the charge on Long Island, introducing low-nitrogen alternative septic systems that treat uh, nitrogen and reduce that, uh, protecting our water quality. But in these low-lying areas, those systems uh, don't work um, because of the high groundwater. And also, you know, just the amount of space available, we cannot accommodate the uh, septic flow from these places. Um, over 500,000 gallons of raw sewage are pumped into the ground uh, daily in Montauk between those various areas, the downtown, the docks, transportation area, and ditch plains. So we, we are looking for alternatives to uh, treat that, and that uh, has led us to, um, you know, a centralized sewage treatment system being the way to handle that and then the question is where would you locate that <clears throat> we've uh, looked high and, high and low for areas uh, within montauk that we could place a treatment plant and have arrived at uh, the location next to the, the cap landfill and transfer station next to a cell phone tower farm but that property happens to be county party county parkland next to the dump and uh, so we've been having discussions with the parks commissioners about the possibility 
of alienating that parkland, we would need to clear a little over three acres to put in a treatment plant, and we are offering 18 and a half acres of uh, prime undeveloped property next to the Suffolk County Third House County Park uh, as a swap. Um, you know, people are concerned about uh, whether or not that would set a precedent. You know, with parks alienation, that is a process that's in New York State law, uh, which we would you know be following uh, after full environmental review. Uh, but we see this as really because we've been so successful at preserving land. Over 70% of Montauk is already preserved, and there really aren't any locations large enough to house this plant. And I know there's been some pushback. I know some of the critics I was reading, I guess they argue it would spur additional development. Uh, but, you know, listen, if you have good zoning laws, they control development. No, I would think that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's only that controls uh, density and development. And, you know, the the downtown now, uh, ask any of those business owners whether or not they can expand, uh, and they'll tell you, no, they can't. And there's a number of reasons for that. They can't meet parking requirements. Most of those properties were developed when there wasn't any zoning. And um, so I, I don't have a concern that that would be the case. Uh, I think it's really important that we continue to redevelop um, development that was uh, not well planned with regard to energy efficiency within environmental impacts with sewage and whatnot. We need to clean up our act. Yeah. And that's what it is. I mean, listen, I mean, the bottom line is you have so many uh, outdated septic systems, especially in, in that neck of the woods of Montauk. It just can't be sustained. And it's very, very, very tough. And that's why you need these types of analysis of alternatives. Uh, and, you know, a lot of people say the parkland is the best option, you know. But uh, all in all, the, you know, it, it comes down, you know, I always remember the secret process. That is always the key to kind of complete that process uh, before consideration, I guess, of any legislation, right? So, and that's always going to come down to that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, we'll be following the uh, the environmental review. We we want to have a very transparent and uh, science facts-based uh, discussion with the community about this. And I think once people really, you know, see everything laid out, they'll understand that, you know, the benefits of this location and uh, this plant uh, will far outweigh any uh, perceived detriments. And it's something we really need to do. And, you know, I've I've worked very hard my time on the town board to improve water quality. You know, we are uh, going around to all the town facilities and installing these low nitrogen systems at comfort stations and in our parks um, and town facilities. And we've been uh, leading the charge with our septic rebate program where individuals can upgrade their systems at virtually no cost whatsoever. So, um, you know, this is just the next logical step in the dealing with uh, major, you know, inputs uh, to that are negatively affecting our surface waters, Lake Montauk and Fort Pond. No question. Very important stuff. Pete Van Skoik, ladies and gentlemen, planning to retire from public service a year's end, not to seek re-election when his two-year term ends uh, then. And, of course, um, as a supervisor since, about 2018, a and a member of the town board, by the way, for a dozen years, Peter Van Skoik. Pete, we'll hope to have a couple of conversations before you hang them up. How's that? Yeah, I hope so, Jay. Nice talking to you, catching up. Be well.